The Eagles and Cowboys both got embarrassed. That and more today on the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 17th. It is 9 a.m. as I'm recording this. And Wild Card Weekend is in the books. And the biggest story, in my opinion, is that the Wild Card Weekend teams of the Eagles and Cowboys are no longer in the playoffs. Both of those teams got embarrassed. The Eagles and Cowboys were both favorites going into the games, and they both lost in really embarrassing fashion. I mean, for for the Eagles, the Buccaneers looked like the better team the whole game, even when they had multiple drop passes. The Buccaneers had really seemed like they unleashed Kate Auden, who was awesome in this game. He was a very reliable target. Baker, who was left for dead, who was left for dead in the past few years, he just came alive, and now he has his team in the divisional round. For the Eagles, making things even worse, after the loss, Jason Kelsey announces his retirement after losing to the Bucs. And a lot of the other players in the Eagles that are older, like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, they're all going to retire soon. It's really only a matter of time before they do, and if the Eagles want to get the most production they can out of them, they need to fix something now. Whether that's improving their coaching staff, there's rumors that Sirianni could get fired. They also need to fix their defense, they need to improve their tackling, and their offense was lackluster especially in the second half of the season. So speaking of how Sirianni may get fired, another coach in the NFC East also may get fired, and that's Mike McCarthy for Dallas. And a possible replacement for him is going to be Bill Belichick. Jerry Jones and him have some ties, and that is a possibility for the Cowboys. But really the Cowboys, they just keep choking in the playoffs. They became the first team to lose to a 7 seed in the NFL playoffs as the 7 seed is a newer thing. CeeDee Lamb and Dak, they did not look like they were on the same page at all. Maybe a little bit in the third quarter, but mainly for most of that game, they were just arguing, it seemed, and the body language was not good. Cowboys, it's they have a great regular season. They've done this a lot in the past 5-10 years. The regular season is great, and then they just choke in the playoffs. And especially their defense. Their defense was just awful. They were getting cooked by every Packers receiver. Deron Bland, who was an All-Pro, let up 160 yards. And for your All-Pro corner to do that, it is not a good sign. Speaking of the Packers, though, and also actually the Texans, I feel like the NFL is in very good hands for the future. Two young quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, they are here. Both Stroud and Love literally had the identical stats, except Love had two less passing yards. They both had the same pass rating. They both threw for three touchdowns. They were both incredible, and they both made some of the top-rated defenses in the league look silly. Stroud really continued what he did in the regular season, and he delivered in the playoffs. The youngest rookie and the youngest player to start a quarterback and ever win a playoff game. And he's doing this for a team that was projected to be, A, the worst team in the league, and B, was the worst team last year. It's crazy because it feels like now the Texans, all of a sudden, feel like a team that's going to be really annoying and tough to play for years, especially because of Stroud. But also, 
because of people like Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, who had a great year, Nico Collins. Just this whole team is really on an uptick, and they're playing great right now. And also, I feel like they're going to get at least one splash free agent signing in the offseason. And now, speaking about the Packers, they have the youngest receiving core in football, but all of their receivers and tight ends are just really athletic players. Jordan Love was playing out of his mind. He was perfect, and he really showed shades of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And it's just crazy to think that the Packers may have found another talent like Love. After Rodgers and after Favre, it's just it's amazing the way that they can find quarterbacks. Speaking of quarterbacks, Mahomes and the Chiefs, they might actually be back. They have a really tough game coming up this week. but And also, other than Travis Kelsey dropping some balls in that game, the Chiefs look great in the very freezing weather. Rashi Rice seems like Mahomes' number one target. He's been great all season, and he was even better in the playoffs so far. When the Chiefs' defense is healthy, which it is, they're really tough to play. And yes, the Dolphins weren't the best team, and they had a lot of injuries going in. And the Chiefs did beat them pretty easily. And now they have a much tougher task in Buffalo. And Buffalo is on a roll. The Bills, since their bye week, have not lost a single game. Josh Allen, he was amazing against the Steelers. He didn't even turn the ball over once, which for Josh Allen is huge. His touchdown run, his 52-yard touchdown run, one of the best plays you'll see out of a quarterback, especially at his size. It's just, you don't see that very often, and it's so fun to watch. He's such an amazing player, and now the Bills are going against their rivals, their playoff rivals and the Chiefs, and the one big difference is that they finally have home field advantage. I saw something this morning saying that there might be another big snowstorm coming in for Buffalo. So there's a chance this game is going to be very cold and very snowy, which I guess kind of goes for good for both teams because they both play in extreme weather, but the Buffalo Bills usually play in more snowy weather, I would say. One thing, though, for the Bills that isn't great is losing Terrell Bernard. Maybe he could be back next week. Maybe he could be back sooner than people think, but... I don't know if he will. It is only a sprained ankle, but still sprained ankles can suck and they could take a long time to heal from. Next up, one of the biggest stories of the week, the Detroit Lions have finally won a playoff game. Even though the Rams outgained them yardage-wise and at times really did look like the better team, the Lions, they came through in the clutch. That call by Dan Campbell with under two minutes left to throw the ball with the game on the line and needing... So chew the clock, they got the first down to Amon Ra. Jared got through a great pass, and that sold the ge- that sold that sold it for them, and not not sold it, but that won them the game. And just it's just crazy because the Rams, the Rams, they had so many opportunities in the red zone to score a touchdown, and they just couldn't. I mean, one thing though about the Rams that it's still amazing. This guy was a fifth rounder. Rookie Puka Nakua, he's incredible. He had one of the best playoff performances by wide receiver ever. And I'm not just talking rookie wide receivers. I'm saying out of any wide receiver. I feel like Puka is going to be maybe one of 
the next top receivers in this league. He really is built for that. And there's another receiver who's really good in this league who was also a fifth-round pick and fell because of some injury and whatever other concerns. And that was Tyreek Hill. But maybe Puka is the next big fifth-round rookie receiver who could turn his career into something magical. But going back to the Lions, their offensive line was awesome in this game. They really held it well against this team led by Aaron Donald. Dan Campbell, he didn't make a bonehead decision, which for him is impressive. And Goff was amazing except for that one play where he kind of tossed the ball behind him. I still don't know what that was. And now Detroit gets to host another home game. But it is against the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers looked really good. So now, to end this episode off, I want to give you my picks for the week. So first off, I'm going to start with the Bills-Chiefs game, because I feel like this pick, for me, is the least controversial. I'm not saying controversial in that way. I'm saying controversial in that. Some of my other picks, I might be going with some of the underdogs. But I have the Bills beating the Chiefs. I think Josh Allen will finally beat Patrick Mahomes. I'm rooting for Josh Allen to finally beat Patrick Mahomes. And a big thing for the Bills, they might have Rasul Douglas playing. Gabe Davis might play. They found a spark with Khalil Shakir. He had that amazing touchdown breaking all those tackles. And you can see in the game, he has this little burst that I think Allen loves having, especially when he didn't have Gabe Davis. And the Bills, they've been running the ball well, with especially led by James Cook. We also have Josh Allen running the ball well. And finally against the Chiefs, they have the home field. The the Bills, right now, they've really been red hot. And the Chiefs have been off this season. They did look good in this playoff game. But before that, they were a little bit wishy-washy. So I guess we'll see. But it is the Chiefs in the playoffs. And it is still hard to count out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Next up, I have the Packers beating the San Francisco 49ers. I love the Niners. They've always been my second favorite team in the league behind the Giants. However, I am all aboard the Jordan Love hype train, and I'm actually rooting for the Packers here. The Packers, they really destroyed Dallas's defense, and Dallas's defense all year was pretty good. The biggest thing, I think, for the Packers was that Micah Parsons and the rest of the pass rush for Dallas barely got any pressure. And when they did, Jordan Love would make these incredible plays, and... He didn't just do it once, he didn't just do it twice, he kept doing it throughout the night. So I feel like the Packers align can really hold up against the Niners, because they did hold up against Dallas pretty good. And I do think what the Packers did, they won the coin toss, they chose to receive, they drove down a long, good, perfect drive from the Packers, they scored a touchdown... And I think if they could do that same thing, it could put the Niners in a tough spot, especially if the Niners don't score in their first possession. The next game, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Detroit Lions. I'm rooting for the Lions, and I keep going back and forth on this, but I don't trust Dan Campbell enough. The Bucs have playoff experience. I know Baker even has experience from when he played with the Browns, and he seems really healthy. He's been good in his overall playoff career, and he almost beat the Chiefs in 2020 in that season. And it was actually 2021 in the playoffs, but it was the 2020 season on the Browns when Stefanski won Coach of the Year. Baker almost beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. It took that miracle Chad Henney play to win the Chiefs the game. 
But as I said, the Bucks have playoff experience. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they've been here before. Kate Odden's even been here before. Their offensive line with Tristan Wirfs has been here before. And their defense has really been here before. Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White, they've all been in these positions before. Antoine Winfield was a rookie when they won the Super Bowl, and he did get snubbed from the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro team. Antoine Winfield might be the best safety in the league, and he deserves to be at least in the Pro Bowl. Also, the Lions were very vulnerable to the pass against the Rams, especially some of the deep passing, which is something that Baker's been doing really well this season. And especially with some of those jump balls he could throw to Mike Evans, I think the Bucks could have a really easy time passing on the Lions. And yeah, Baker, he threw really well against Philly. And I know Philly's defense has not been good, but the Lions' pass defense hasn't been great either. So, we'll see what happens. And this game, I keep going back and forth the most. But when I saw the spread drop two points, it opened at 9.5, down to 7.5 already. My decision is that I am picking the Houston Texans to upset the Baltimore Ravens. I, just like the Packers, I'm all aboard the C.J. Stroud hype train. I love watching Stroud play. It's amazing to see this guy that, when he was drafted, there were still some doubts. And... Really, when you go back to his career in college, he, he had some games where he lost some big games. Then you had the game against Georgia right before he declared for the draft where he was incredible, but they lost because of the missed field goal. But I'm, I believe in Stroud. The Ravens, yes, they've been awesome all season. They've beaten so many teams very, very strongly. But they ha- And Lamar, yeah, Lamar's going to win MVP. But the team had a similar season and a similar feel in 2019 when Lamar won MVP. But then they lost pretty badly to the six-seeded Titans. And this Ravens team, they beat the Niners by double digits. They beat the Lions by double digits. They beat, they beat the Seahawks by double digits. They've really been crushing almost everyone. But there have been a couple games where they just haven't looked that good. You go back to week one when they played the Texans. They won by double digits, but they didn't look great. They lost to the Colts in Week 3 in overtime. They they should have lost to the Rams when um, when Tyler Wallace had that incredible punt return touchdown. And there have just been some moments with the Ravens, not really as of recently, but still, when you look back, that you look at and you're like, huh. Because I know Lamar's been great, but his stats really don't back up as much of the MVP as they did in 2019. I think their receiving core is better now. And their defense is better now, but it's still really hard to trust Lamar, especially with his history in the playoffs. Similar to Dak, Lamar hasn't performed well in the playoffs. He's only won one playoff game, and he hasn't proven he could win a big playoff game. And CJ Stroud and the Texans, they've already proven that. Huge props to them. Huge props to D'Amico Ryans getting them ready for the playoffs. And right now, they really remind me of when the Bengals came out of nowhere in 2021 and then ended up in the 2022 playoffs making a run to the Super Bowl. It really feels like that. Stroud and Burrow, I would say Stroud right now is similar to what Burrow was when they had that playoff run, except they the receiving core maybe isn't as good because of some injuries. But Nico Collins is amazing. Losing Tank Dell was huge, though. And Noah Brown now is out for the rest of the playoffs. And the Texans defense, they looked a lot better in the playoffs. They had two pick sixes. Jonathan Grenard and Will Anderson 
were awesome on that D-line. I think Will Anderson is going to be an amazing player in his career. Jonathan Grenard really has been doing great things for the Texans this season. And the biggest thing that I think the reason I'm choosing the Texans is because of their offensive line. And going into the season, I never would have thought I would have said those words. The Texans offensive line, it's a bunch of veterans. You have Vet Laramie Tunsil, you have Shaq Mason, then you have some rookies like Juice Scruggs. But it's all these guys put together, and they didn't let up a single sack to the Browns, and that is even when Davis Mills was in. They didn't let up a single sack to Miles Garrett. They barely even let up any pressures to him. And yes, the Ravens have a great pass rush, but so did the Browns going into the game they played the Texans. The Texans offensive line, it, it's just a crazy story. Juice Scruggs, this rookie, who was, I think he was even drafted to be a center, but he's playing guard. He let up zero pressures. Tunsil got hurt. He came back in the game and he was awesome. He really stopped Miles Garrett. And if they could do this to the Ravens pass rush, then maybe they could win the game. I know a lot of the Ravens sacks have come off of coverage sacks, but still, I just think Stroud, he has a really great poise when, he ha when he's in the pocket. And even when he's out of the pocket, he knows where to get the ball to his receivers. He knows how to find open receivers. And there's a, lot of the guy, there's a lot of guys on the Texans that Stroud will throw to. He trusts his receivers, even if they're Nico Collins, who's now a big name, to people like Xavier Hutchinson. Stroud trusts his guys, and the coach trusts him, which is a huge thing for a football team. And they really look like... They're enjoying themselves out there, and they really look like they want to upset and upset the world and shock everyone, and I'm all about it. But other than that, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week.